0: I just love being outside. There's so many things to do this time of the year. I don't want to spend a lot of time cooking. And that's why I love factors, no prep, no mess meals. Head to factormeals.com slash bands 50 and use the code bands50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code bands50 at factormeals.com slash bands50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active.
1: At one time or another, we all find ourselves walking along restless shores. Previously on Restless Shores, Governor Milton Roop was incarcerated, facing numerous charges. In today's episode, Governor Roop has decided to take his message directly to the people. Let's listen in.
0: Good evening. This is Piper Wells, News Center Six. Tonight, a special report. We bring you an exclusive live interview with a man who's been called an innovator, a visionary, a leader, a disruptor, and now a criminal. Governor Milton Roop is speaking to us from Stonegate Correctional Facility, where he's awaiting trial on a multitude of charges. Governor Roop, thank you for talking with us today.
2: Happy to be here, Piper. Wait, perhaps I should rephrase that. <laughs>
0: Governor Rube, I understand you're speaking to us tonight against the advice of your counsel.
2: That's right, Piper. My lawyers want total control of all messaging that goes out about me. In other words, they'd like me to keep my mouth shut. But the truth is, I have nothing whatsoever to hide, and I'm anxious for the citizens of this great state to hear directly from me regarding these spurious charges against me.
0: And we'll get to those charges in due course. But first, for the benefit of our viewers, I'd like to go over a bit of history.
2: It's your show, Piper.
0: Last year, your company, Roop Pharmaceuticals... Uh,
2: my former company, Piper. I divested myself before assuming office.
0: Quite, quite right. But before you left, you orchestrated a remarkable reversal of the company's drug pricing trend lines, bringing about a paradigm shift in a pharmaceutical industry as we know it. What can you tell us about that?
2: Well, Piper, some of your viewers may not know that I was in a terrible car wreck shortly before the drug pricing endeavor, which is why my face looks so different now, what with all that plastic surgery. Not that anybody misses my old (laughs) mug.
0: Well, I don't know about that.
2: I was recovering in my hospital bed, in a private room under an assumed name, because the company didn't want the publicity of an incapacitated CEO, and suddenly it hit me like a bolt of lightning through my forehead. Our country had to change, Piper. I mean, people were dying out there because they couldn't afford medicine, and I was in a position to set things right, to lead the way to a better path.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And so, working with your grandson...
2: Uriah Roop, a remarkable boy, as well as the current CEO of Roop Pharmaceuticals.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And working together, the two of you somehow convinced a majority of the Roop Pharmaceuticals Board of Directors to go along with this scheme, a scheme that had a pretty direct impact On the company's bottom line.
2: I should say also that my current wife, Rhonda, who at the time was working for Ruru Pharmaceuticals, was instrumental to helping execute this crazy idea concocted in my hospital bed. She's an extraordinary woman.
0: Hmm. Speaking of which, you've been through a lot of life changes since this plan of yours came into fruition. Between the birth of your twins, the end of your first marriage, your appointment to lieutenant governor, your marriage to your current wife, and your assumption of the governor's office upon the assassination of Governor Wainwright.
2: Well, Piper, F. Scott Fitzgerald famously wrote there are no second acts in American lives. But over the past year or so, I've been doing my darndest to prove him wrong. <laughs>
0: And what do you say to rumors that you had nothing to do with that radical drug pricing plan? That, at the time of its adoption, you were imprisoned in an insane asylum, brainwashed into believing you were somebody else?
2: (laughs) Goodness, that's a new one. I mean, what's the expression? Fake news?
0: All right, let's talk about your current situation. Certainly. Some are saying you should resign in light of-oh
2: you disappoint me piper don't use the old summer saying dodge let's put a name to the quote
0: mm, fair enough specifically state senate majority leader Kevin ficus called for your resignation at a press conference last week
2: Look, I have an enormous amount of respect for Senator Ficus. No one can doubt his conviction or his dedication to the state, but the plain truth is that we do not see eye to eye on many issues, including the drug price restructuring program we just spoke about, a plan I implemented when I was a private citizen. So, fortunately, Senator Ficus had no say in the matter.
0: Well, he did say that...
2: And in this country, Piper, every citizen is entitled to something called presumption of innocence. Now, that's a pretty fancy phrase, but in simpler terms, that means that one must be presumed innocent until proven guilty. So, whatever assumptions you've already made about me, whatever assumptions Senator Ficus has already made, whatever assumptions the people of this state have already made, must be seen in everyone's eyes, believed in everyone's minds, understood in everyone's hearts to be innocent. Completely and utterly innocent. That's the plain language of the law, Piper and innocent men should not be compelled to resign. It's just that simple.
0: Hmm. Senator Ficus has suggested that if you don't resign, you could be impeached.
2: If Senator Ficus had the votes to impeach me, I'd be impeached. Since I haven't been impeached, I think we can safely assume he doesn't have the votes.
0: But if you're unable to do the job... Who's
2: unable to do the job? The business of state government is running as smoothly as ever, which is admittedly a pretty low bar. This week, I signed into law one of the nation's most ambitious renewable energy policies, increasing our renewable portfolio standard from 40% today to 80% within the next decade. And just this morning, I signed legislation that provides businesses with greater access to capital during expansions or relocations. We're keeping the lights on, Piper.
0: How are you able to do all that when you're behind bars?
2: There's nothing like a prison cell to focus one's mind. I find that, without all the frivolous pomp and circumstance that normally accompanies governmental functions, I can actually get quite a lot done. Now, I can't say I recommend governing from a jail cell, but I will say, it has forced me to be ruthlessly efficient in the discharge of my duties.
0: Hmm. And is your staff on board with this unconventional new normal?
2: My staff has had a wide range of reactions, which is perfectly understandable but I will say that the overwhelming majority have been incredibly supportive. Knowing me as well as they do, they understand just how bogus the charges are against me. And they stand behind me 100%. I'll also add that my former wife, Lorna, has been an absolute rock and has stepped up in a big way to help me do my job. I don't know how I could have done all this without her.
0: Hmm. And what about your current wife?
2: Rhonda? (laughs) Rhonda has her hands full with our babies, of course. I wouldn't expect anything else, but she's also been a pillar of strength during this difficult time. I consider myself incredibly lucky to have these two remarkable women in my life.
0: And there's no awkwardness to maintain the relationships with your old love and your new love?
2: This isn't high school, Piper. We're all adults, and we're capable of seeing past any awkwardness and working together towards a greater good, which in this case is to clear me of the ridiculous charges that have been leveled against me.
0: Mm. All right, Governor, let's take a look at those charges against
2: you. By all means, Piper, bring them on.
1: This live broadcast is, as you might imagine, enjoying a huge audience across the state. Let's check in with two particular viewers, the governor's wife, Rhonda, and her true love, charges Miguel that have been leveled against
2: me.
0: Hmm, all right. All right, governor. Let's take a look Turn at those it charges off. against you.
1: Do you want to hear what
0: he's going to say about the charges against him?
3: I know what he's going to say. He's going to throw Arthur Clint under the bus, say that everything that happened, every last thing, was all Arthur Clint. Arthur Clint acting on his own.
1: Why would Arthur Clint
0: try to kill me without getting an order from Milton? He doesn't even know me.
3: It doesn't matter. I've seen this before. Every time you think Milton's goose is cooked, he somehow manages to pull it out of the fire.
0: That's what I was saying last week.
3: Well, you were right. He's going to get out of this. He's going to walk away without a scratch. You really think so? Trust me, right now, at this very moment, with this stupid, smarmy interview broadcasting into homes all over the state, the hearts and minds of potential jurors are beginning to tilt in Milton's favor.
0: Wouldn't any juror have to say whether or not they watch this interview?
3: Doesn't matter, as long as they say they can still be impartial. Damn. And I'll tell you something else. That pretty young reporter, Milton slept with her.
1: What? How did you know?
3: It was a few years ago. I covered for him with Lorna when he was out with her. Wow. Yeah, wow.
1: Speaking of Lorna, she has also been watching the interview accompanied by her grandson, Uriah. At the interview's conclusion, the two discuss what they've just seen.
4: Well? Well, what? What did you think of the interview?
5: It was quite a performance.
4: Performance?
5: Well, sure. I mean, wasn't that the point?
4: The point was to get the unvarnished truth out to the public.
5: You can't possibly think that's true.
4: What do you mean?
5: I mean, wait, what do you mean?
4: These charges against your grandfather are a politically motivated hit job. You know that, right? I do. Well, of course you do.
5: Grandmother, didn't you once tell me you wouldn't trust Milton Roop to buy you a pack of gum and come back with the right change?
4: That was a long time ago, Uriah. It was last year. Much has changed since then.
5: Not the fundamental nature of Grandfather's personality.
4: Maybe not. But my attitude toward him certainly has.
5: Yeah, I've been wondering about that.
4: Well, wonder no more. Your grandfather and I are in love.
5: Hey, that's great. So listen, you didn't happen to take a bunch of ecstasy before I came over, did you? Don't be fresh. I'm not being fresh. I'm just trying to wrap my head around what you just said. I mean, didn't you just get married to Miguel Rios?
4: Technically, no. As it turns out, it wasn't Miguel in that hospital bed. Well, you remember? You were there.
5: Right. I never really understood what was going on with that.
4: It was just a marriage of convenience, Uriah. To provide Milton and Rhonda cover. She could be with Miguel and I could be with Milton. You understand? Actually? Yes. No. Uriah!
5: I'm sorry, Grandmother, but this makes no sense to me. This is a man you hated.
4: Things change.
5: You know what I think? I think that tumor affected your brain somehow.
4: Well, obviously, the tumor affected my brain, Uriah. But I don't really mind all that much. And neither does Milton.
5: Oh, boy.
4: Do you have a problem with this, Uriah?
5: Grandmother, you need to know something. What is it, dear? Why do you think I called the FBI on Grandfather? What? I discovered a secret Cayman Islands account pulling money from company accounts, and I confirmed that the money was filtering back into Grandfather's personal account in Gamote Point. Well, Rhonda and I discovered it. You and Rhonda? And then I called the FBI.
4: But why would you do that?
5: Because Grandfather is guilty.
1: Also watching the interview, Gamote Point Police Chief Agnes Brody, along with her new recruit, Officer Kowalski. Let's hear what they have to say.
4: We may be in trouble, Officer Kowalski.
1: Why do you say that?
4: Because Milton Roop is going to get away with it.
1: Get away with what?
4: Get away with everything. And he's not going to forget that we helped get the ball rolling with that interrogation of Arthur Clint. We? Fine. Me. My interrogation.
1: You were just doing your job, Chief Brody.
4: Milton Roop will not see it that way. And Milton Roop is not one to forgive and forget.
1: So what are we gonna do?
4: I'll tell you what we're gonna do. When Milton Roop gets out of jail, we're gonna greet him with a great big smile. And with a prize so big, it will make him forget all about any role I may have played in his arrest.
1: What prize is that big?
4: Ivan Bulgakov.
1: Has Milton Roop turned the tide of public opinion? Will Rhonda and Miguel be free of Milton's reach if he beats the charges? Can Chief Brody bring down Ivan Bulgakov before Milton gets out of jail? Tune in next time to Restless Shores. If you enjoyed today's program, please take a moment to leave a review. This episode of Restless Shores was written by Greg Tulanen and Drew Massey and directed by Tom Hinton. Piper Wells was played by Marcia Taylor. Milton Roop was played by Zach Hoogkamp. Rhonda Roop was played by Denise Shannon. Miguel Rios was played by Aaron Sanchez. Lorna Rios was played by Sally Kent. Uriah Roop was played by Nathan Austin. Agnes Brody was played by Katrina Loof. Officer Kowalski was played by Oliver Rhodes. I'm Chris Newcomb. Restless Shores is a production of New Meadows Media and is intended for the non-commercial use of listeners. All rights reserved. Until next time, stay restless.